Future of Work Florida. Welcome to the Future of Work Florida podcast, brought to you by the Florida Chamber of Commerce and Florida Chamber Foundation. This podcast series is dedicated to connecting Florida's business leaders with the solutions and resources available to secure Florida's workforce talent. Today, Florida Chamber Foundation Senior Director of Future of Work, Rachel Ludwig, is joined by Lee Chips Walton, Manager of Career and Technical Education Strategic Initiatives at the Florida Department of Education, to discuss DOE's efforts to increase awareness of career and technical education, career planning tools, and work-based learning opportunities across middle school and high school settings. Welcome to the Future of Work podcast series powered by the Florida Chamber Foundation. I am so thrilled to have with me today Lee Chips Walton. He's the manager of career and technical education strategic initiatives at the Florida Department of Education. And actually, it's really special. Lee was a former colleague of mine just down the hall at FDOE before moving over here to the chamber. And I just really admire his leadership and the work that he does to raise awareness about the amazing opportunities of career and technical education in our state. So I'm super excited for this conversation today, Lee. Well, thank you very much for having me, Rachel. I'm extremely grateful that we can continue our collegial relationship. And I very much believe in the work that you're advancing through the Future of Work Florida. Um, Let me give a little background, if I could, on what the Division of Career and Adult Education is all about. We are housed within uh, the Florida Department of Education, and we have two main missions, which are two sides of the same coin. We want to make sure that students in education in Florida have very good jobs when they complete their education, which never fully ends, but when they graduate from one of our programs. And then also we wanna make sure that employers in Florida have extremely talented and skilled uh, employees. And again, those are two interrelated uh, things that are drive everything that we do here within uh, our division. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, with our joint partnership with our Future of Work Florida initiative, we've just both been working together on these things to raise awareness and help learners find the pipelines and all of that in the training opportunities. That's so cool. Um, I want to get into, you know, the discussion about soft skills, um, you know, because we really hear from employers in the business community, no matter where you know, they they land that we need to prepare our students with soft skills. So I would love for you to explain, you know, a little bit more about how the DOE is defining career readiness as well as in the context of soft skills. Yeah, super important question. Like this is really bedrock to what we're trying to accomplish as, as we oversee career and technical education programs sometimes abbreviated as CTE programs. Those are career preparatory programs that in Florida range from middle school up through associate's degree in the Florida college system institutions. That also includes high school programs that are CTE and includes technical colleges here in Florida. And we are all about making sure that students are fully career ready. And we have uh, just uh, gone through a a year plus uh, process of creating a career readiness framework. And a a big motivation behind this process was kind of overcoming what we viewed as some misconceptions about what it means to be career ready. 
And uh, uh, if you'll let me, I'll, I'll kind of use a, a, a parable that many of our listeners will be familiar with. There's a, a parable that comes from South Asia about um, an elephant and blind men. And these blind men are standing around this elephant and they're having this discussion about what is an elephant? They've never seen one before. They're all blind. And so they're, they're using their hands to feel different parts of the elephant and then discussing what they think an elephant is. And one by the side of the elephant feels the, the broad side of its, of its chest and says, an elephant is like a wall. And the next, uh, the next person right beside him says, no, you're crazy. An elephant is like a tree trunk where he's by this big stout leg. And then others are by the, the trunk and say, no, it's a rope. And others by the tusk and say, no, no, it's a spear. And the, the point of that parable, as I understand it, is that they're all right and that they're all wrong as well. And uh, some of the misconceptions that we're trying to overcome with this career readiness framework is making mistakes about thinking that a part of career readiness is the whole of career readiness. And so an important part of career readiness is uh, academic readiness, college readiness. And uh, far too often, um, educators misunderstand thinking that college readiness, which is often included in the same conversation in terms of college and career readiness as a single unit, um, that that means that their students don't need academic remediation, that they're performing well on the SAT, that they're uh, completing AP and IB, and that they've got that 5.0 GPA, and that that's career readiness. It's it's not. Uh, academics is an essential part of uh, career readiness, but it is, it is not the whole. It's not the elephant. It's not career readiness. Um, and another misconception is that employability skills and employability skills are the, the soft skills, the transferable skills, those durable skills that are applicable to all industries and all occupations that that is synonymous with career readiness. It's a part of it, it's an essential part of it. And that's why I'm so thankful that we have initiatives in Florida, like uh, Florida Ready to Work, that provides at no cost uh, employability skill training uh, and assessment so that employers can know that individuals applying to their jobs, their job postings, have a certain threshold of employability skills. That's very important, it's essential, it's definitely part of the elephant. Um, and then an, another part which can be mistaken for the whole is technical skills. In Florida, we invest very heavily in industry certification attainment, and we should. We want to make sure that our high school students, our technical college, our, our state college system institutions are uh, making sure that students have these stackable credentials, these credentials um, that are industry certifications that they can earn along the way of getting their degrees and certificates and licensures. Um, those are very important. And uh, many high school students are, are getting these industry certifications that are getting them advantages to, to landing jobs and being ready to be productive in those jobs. But those technical skills specific to individual occupations, it's, it's not the whole of career readiness. And so uh, from our perspective, and, and people can go on to our college and career planning website and the Florida Department of Education's uh, website and see our, our full framework, but kind of a real high level overview of 
what we're viewing as career readiness and have created this framework in collaboration with uh, staff from the, the chamber and uh, career source and vocational rehabilitation and a number of educational staff and business representatives here in Florida. As that career readiness starts with career exploration where students understand their options. They can do things like take a career assessment that can help clarify for them um, what they're interested in, what they're good at, and what their values say is important in relation to careers. And that can be altruistic things, like how do they want to make an impact on the world? And, and that can be um, things a little closer to home about what kind of lifestyle you want to have, how much salary do you want to make? What kind of hours do you want to work? Do you want to work in a stressful work environment that's fast-paced or a slow-paced, less stressful one? Um, so understanding what you're interested in, what you're good at, and what your values say is important is a starting point because there's a, a thousand SOC codes in the standard occupation classification system that uh, North American countries use. And you, students need a, a direction on, on how to get started understanding those different occupations and career assessments is a great place to start. That is awesome. I know that I've been looking a lot at SOC codes recently, looking at employment projections. So I know that, you know, it can seem overwhelming when you have, you know, all those listed in one place. Um, but I think that we have made some progress, specifically in this past legislative session on, you know, providing a really nice tool called Zello to um, our students so that they can hopefully at a young age, you know, start to narrow down their interests, skills, values, all the things that you were talking about. Do you want to share a little bit about Zello um, as well as anything else related to the legislative session, SB 240 specifically, that will impact sort of, you know, workforce education and bringing awareness to the careers? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Zello is uh, an initiative that I'm very excited about. It covers the, the full spectrum of what we're viewing as the career readiness framework, which is career exploration, knowing your options, career planning, making a plan to get to that career that you've chosen through an informed choice process, and then getting prepared for that that uh, that career that you have chosen. That's the three parts, exploration, planning, and then preparation. So Zello is a system, and if you want to Google that, it's X-E-L-L-O. Uh, you can search for Zello Florida, and you'll come to our, our Florida site. It is a K-12 system. So it starts in kindergarten, which as a dad of uh, two elementary school students, I'm very excited that it starts that early, and it, it goes all the way through senior year. Um, and so in elementary school, it provides age-appropriate age interactive lessons for students. It has career games where students can go around career town and learn about uh, with this surrounding storyline, a whole set of, of different occupations that are age-appropriately presented. Uh, and then in, in middle school, uh, they can advance and, uh, and again, have these interactive lessons that build college career and life readiness skills for students. They can uh, start to build that personalized career and academic plan, that PCAP that's uh, required uh, here in Florida to be able to progress to high school. And then when they're in high school, it is the, the full suite of functionality where they can explore labor market data. They can um, understand different occupations and uh, 
get the perspectives, the, the pros, the cons, the advice and breakdown of what an individual day within an occupation often looks like. They can look at salary figures and job openings. They can look at projected growth for these different uh, occupations. Um, and then when, when they're ready, when they've chosen that career direction, and it doesn't have to be you know, made in stone, they can always adapt it as both the economy changes and as they learn more about themselves and different careers, then they can start to figure out what credential is right for them. And then what post-secondary training provider provides those credentials that they need to get to their chosen career. Um, and in addition, uh, you can, a student can learn about local work-based learning opportunities, uh, which we very much uh, want every employer that's listening to get involved with offering. Um, they have tools to manage those work experiences and make sure that they are on track and successful and uh, producing the type of skill outputs that we're looking for. Um, and in addition, you know, the whole uh, course planning uh, tool set, there's a transcript management um, set uh, of, of functionality. They can build a resume. They can put together a professional portfolio that they can share with businesses like those that are listening. Um, and they can even apply to college through Common App Integration. There's a whole suite of, of different tools that make sure that um, the world of work is brought to life for our students, where they can get connected to the information, the data, and the experiences that they need to make some extremely difficult decisions that um, are quite challenging for uh, teenagers of today. It's just, yeah, how do you understand um, what career is right for them? What post-secondary training is right for them? They, they need help and support to, to make those decisions uh, in an informed choice way. And, and Zello is one of those tools that uh, the legislature and the governor have invested into to make sure that um, our students understand their options and they know the pathway to get there. Yeah, I love that. And I know you touched on it a little bit. Let's, um, and especially in this le legislative session with the, you know, push for work-based learning opportunities, can we uh, kind of step back and just define for the audience sort of what, when we say work-based learning opportunities and now that students will have better access to those, what are we talking about and how can our business community get involved? Because they're a huge player in offering these opportunities so our oh, yeah. students can get exposed, right? Can you talk on that for a bit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In, in state statute, there's a definition of work-based learning that mirrors very closely uh, definition in Perkins Law, which is uh, federal uh, legislation that oversees career and technical education in, in our nation and here in Florida. And it's a three-part definition of what work-based learning is. Work-based learning is firsthand work. It is the tasks of a given career field. That, that is uh, a quote from the statute. And secondly, it is relational. It is engagement with industry and community professionals. It's not in isolation within a classroom. It is getting connected to people and professionals that know what they're talking about for a given industry, because it is very much not just what you know, it is also who you know that can really help students advance within their career. And raise your hand if you've gotten a job because of somebody you knew. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. It's uh, essential that we make sure that if we want students to be career ready, we're also connecting them with people that know what they're talking about and can help individuals get jobs. So uh, it is it is very much engagement with industry and community professionals. And the last part is that it, it's standards-based. It is not just work, it is work-based learning. 
that it, this is uh, connected to the classroom and the, the standards. Um, there are learning objectives guiding the whole process of work-based learning where students know what's expected of them. Employers can help support those students getting there and they can uh, be held accountable for, for developing those skills so that our students are more successful in their future careers. That's great. I, I know, like, as a parent, you know, and also someone who is a workforce education leader, um, you know, all the opportunities related to this upcoming platform, Zello, and even the eventual opportunity of plugging in work-based learning is just super exciting. So how, if if our listeners, and I have heard from the business communities I'm having conversations, there's a lot of interest in Zello because people want to, um, for number one, maybe their own families, but also just sort of pipeline wise, like have people figure out earlier so that they're more prepared and they have an idea of what they're interested in. How does it work? Like how can the listeners get involved with Zello? Yeah, very important question. Thank you for asking that, Rachel. Um, And I wanna say something first where uh, work-based learning works. There is a a very robust uh, body of literature out there is suggesting that when students participate in work-based learning opportunities in high school, they are more likely to graduate high school. They're more likely to have higher grades. They're more likely to perform better on academic assessments, totally unrelated to those work-based learning opportunities. They're more likely to go on to post-secondary. They're more likely, after all of that, to be employed and have higher starting salaries. And there's even an, even evidence suggesting that um, uh, economically disadvantaged students that are involved in work-based learning are less likely to be justice involved and in, incarcerated. So those are like all of the things that we want for student success. Um, work-based learning plays a role in that. And it also plays a role in, for businesses as well. It, it's good for business. It works for businesses where um, there's evidence to support that work-based learning lowers vacancy rates for mm-hmm. businesses. It increases the retention rates of employees at those businesses, higher job satisfaction for giving back to the youth locally, um, lower training expenses where districts and colleges are, are essentially picking up some of the bill for, for training uh, your future employees. Um, there are faster rates of, of reaching full productivity and ample opportunity to build brand awareness locally and, and improve public relations and getting the word out about what your business does, not just to the students that may be involved in a work-based learning opportunity like an, like an internship, but for other, other students as well and uh, staff at the district, the school, and all of the parents that are involved, it, it's a great public relations opportunity. And there are many different ways of, of getting involved. Work-based learning is not just internships. That's one of my main messages I, I wanna emphasize that it's a spectrum of opportunities ranging from things that are just a couple hours a year. Yeah, there, there, there's some place for uh, all of the businesses listening to get involved in, in work-based learning locally where they can serve on an advisory council for CTE career and technical education programs locally a couple times a year, give input on how those programs can help prepare your future employees. They can visit classrooms and give guest presentations about their business, about that industry and about the pathways of education that lead into that industry. They can um, offer things like job shadowing and, and worksite visits and when they're ready, offer things like internships, which could be micro internships, which can just be uh, a week or two, uh, all the way ranging uh, up through multiple semesters or 
for apprenticeships and pre-apprenticeships, multiple years for paid opportunities in a very structured way that results in a certificate of completion that is um, a nationally recognized credential for those students. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, we have a, a variety of listeners to this podcast and variety of audience. And we know that, you know, there's lots of career pathways that can be taken for our, what we're calling, you know, our high demand, high wage careers, which is are promoted at the Department of Education, as well as the Florida Chamber Future of Work. Um, what would, what advice would you give to, you know, up and coming talent, those middle school and high school students and even state college students about choosing a pathway to enter the workforce? Yeah, I really do view this process through those three lenses of ex- first explore your options, understand the different careers that are available locally as well as state and, and nationally, understand the data behind them. Um, what salary could you make? What does that mean in terms of, of local cost of living? Um, is it a growing field? Is it a diminishing field? Um, and get involved in opportunities like work-based learning. Find those internships. Find that summer work. Find those opportunities in, in businesses uh, where you can, quite frankly, try things out. See if it f- fits for you. See if it is what you're interested in what you're good at and what is aligned with with your values. And then make a plan, uh, talk to your school counselor, talk to your student services at your, at your college or adult education provider and understand the educational pathways that can get you to those careers. Start with the end in mind and then work your way backwards. What career do you want? Take a career assessment, learn about information data and find those experiences related to that. Then find those credentials. That, that show that you're prepared for that career and are the proof for employers. And then find the, the best educational institution uh, that can offer uh, those credentials for you. And then get ready, get ready, build those skills, get that proof uh, of your competence, uh, understand how to, how to navigate the career uh, a process where you get a job, advance within a career, and switch careers too, which will be a part of of as as industry continues to evolve with major revolutions like AI, that will continue to to be a part of uh, all of our students' careers, where they'll, they'll need to understand how to to adapt and and get different and new jobs that don't even exist right now. Um, but if they can understand that process of how to navigate that whole uh, system of getting a job, then they can be more successful. Yeah, that's great advice. So as we wrap up our conversation and. It, it seems like we could go on for a long time about this topic, just because I, I know we're both super passionate about it with being, you know, um, prior teachers and working a lot with students and thinking about helping people find their next step is always exciting to do. Um, what would you, you know, share with the business community if they're interested in partnering, you know, with career and technical educators across the state um, to expand their talent pipelines? Yeah. Yeah. The businesses that are listening right now to get the talent that you need to be successful, you have two options. You can find that talent or you can build that talent. And if finding that talent through recruiters, through job posts, through visiting career fairs is not working for you, is not enough, 
then you need to partner with local educational institutions, high schools, technical colleges, state colleges, and community colleges, universities, to be able to build that talent uh, together. Um, they would very much uh, love to work with you, to hear your advice, uh, and to partner with you to to create career and technical education programs that are, are perfect for the employment opportunities that you offer. So my encouragement would be to reach out locally, reach out to uh, your local high schools or your district office, technical colleges, or state or community colleges, find the right staff member that can explain to you what type of career and technical education programs they currently offer, or to figure out together what they could offer in collaboration and then find those ways of getting involved. And that, again, that can be very short-term, a couple hours a year serving on an advisor council for a CTE program. Could be a, a couple classroom visits a semester or a year, or it could be something more involved, uh, like an internship or apprenticeship or a pre-apprenticeship. And um, those are, are great ways to collaboratively build the workforce that you need. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. I appreciate, you know, you, Lee, taking the time today to speak with us and share your expertise and just really look forward to continued collaboration, you know, to help make Florida the number one state in workforce. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. I very much believe in the work that you're doing and let's reach those 2030 goals together. That sounds awesome. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's Future of Work Florida podcast. To find out more about the resources discussed in today's segment, we invite you to visit our website at flchamber.com forward slash future of work Florida. Together, we can champion the future of work and create America's best workforce right here in Florida. Be sure to subscribe for future content.